Well, if you haven't realized it, we're going to be talking about praise. And God willing, we'll be talking about praise tomorrow. And then we'll, if God leads us Wednesday to talk about praise, we'll go there talking about praising his name, praising his name, praising his name. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, who has saved us. I don't know about you, but hallelujah, that just gives me enough right there to praise him. I'm saved. How many of you are saved? Well, let, let God know you're saved. And called us with a holy call. How many of you been called with a holy call? Then you need to let God know. See, they're right there, them two, verse, them two parts in the first part of 2 Timothy chapter 1, who saved us. Thank you, God, I'm saved, sanctified, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. I praise you, God, that when you're ready to send Jesus, I'm ready. You called me with a holy call. I'm different from the world. I've been called with a holy call, not according to my works, but according to your own purpose and grace. Not according to what I can do, but according to what you can do. I love that. Not according to what we can do, but what he can do. Amen. Which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before we were born, before we were a thought, he gave it to us. He, he gave us salvation. He called us with a holy call, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace. That tells me, hallelujah, that God wanted to be a part of our lives. I know there may not be a lot of people that want to be a part of Thad Thomas' life outside my wife and my mama, but thank God God wants to be a part of my life. Thank God God wants to, God wants to be a part of your life, Malik. Outside your mama. I question your brother sometimes. I know you could probably, you know, you get on your brother's nerves. But not mama or God. I know Jesus wants to be a part of your life because God sent him. And Jesus died on the cross, went to hell, rose again on the third day, coming back for you. So we know he wants to be a part of our lives. We know the Holy Spirit wants to be a part of our life. Why? Because he's with us right now. He's our resource. He's our comforter. When you're all down and out by people, places, and things, guess what? If you need somebody to comfort you and knows how to say the right thing at the right time, that's the Holy Ghost. So give him praise. See, we're not, see, the church is not empty-handed. See, I welcome all three into my life every day. I want, I want to hear from God. I want to hear from Jesus. And I want to hear from, from the Holy Spirit every day. I want to see it, I want to hear it, and I want to experience it. I just don't want God to talk to me and show me. I want God, now you talked to me, you showed me. Now, God, let me be involved. I want to be involved. So how do, how do, how do, how do we get the ball rolling? By our praise. We praise God. Before it even happens, I'm, I'm already praying. Every morning I'm praying, God, from the north, the south, and east, and west, new families. I thank you, Jesus. You died for those new families. You've saved, you healed, you restored, and Holy Spirit, you have transformed these new families, whomever they may be, young, middle, old, college, university, career-oriented, I don't care. Thank you, Jesus. They're coming. And you died and saved and healed and restored. 
kingdom status, praise. If you've forgotten what praise meant, praise is prophetically respecting and invoking scriptural evidence. Some of you have forgotten that, so write it down, because I'm a little bit more lenient than Bishop, because Bishop just keeps on going. Prophetically respecting and invoking scriptural evidence. That's what praise is. Now you have a definition of what praise and why you are praising God. You're prophetically respecting and invoking scriptural evidence. When we praise, we're, when we praise God every day, we are prophetically, respectfully invoking scriptural evidence. When we recognize who our God through our praise, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, who we are in his kingdom, we're prophetically respecting and invoking scriptural evidence. Praise, I want you to write this down. Praise is not a noise. It has meaning. Your praise is not a noise. It has meaning. That's why you have to be very careful what you praise. You just can't praise everything. Because praise is not a noise. Praise has meaning. The reason, if our friends, Pastor Francis and I, when we praise our children or our grandchildren, there's a meaning behind it. When you praise somebody, there is a meaning behind it. It's not just a noise. That's why when, what, whatever, whatever comes out of your mouth has power. When those children of Israel stood around the walls of Jericho, those pra- that praise that came forth out of their mouth, had a, it wasn't noise. It had meaning behind it. And that meaning was those walls are coming down. How many of you got walls that you know need to come down? Give him praise. If you got walls that need to come down, you need to learn how to praise God. Because your praise is not a noise. It has meaning. It binds it loose. It invokes prophetic, respecting, invoking scriptural evidence. It it invokes the scriptural evidence of who God is. When we praise, we're letting people know what we're praising. Hey, we're letting them know, hey, this is why I'm praising. We can back it up with evidence through our testimony. We can back it up. Why are you so happy? Because I'm saved. I've been delivered from sin. I've been living, I've been delivered from, excuse me. I've been delivered from guilt and condemnation. I've been delivered from sickness and disease. I don't walk in fear. I walk in faith. See, your, your praise can back it up with evidence of your testimony. What does it mean to praise God? Christians often speak of praising God. And the Bible commands us in Psalms 150, verse 6. It says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. One Hebrew word for praise is yada, meaning praise, giving thanks, or confess. A second word often translates praise in the Old Testament is zamar, singing praise. A third translation Praise is hala, the root of hallelujah. 
meaning to praise, honor, or command. All three terms contain the idea of giving thanks and honor to one who is worthy of praise. Now, who's worthy of praise to you? Who's worthy of praise to you? None of us are here by accident. Everybody's here by divine appointment. Nobody's watching by accident. Everybody's watching by divine appointment. And we are the evidence of why we're here. The evidence is, is that God sits on our throne. Jesus is alive in, in everything we do. Everywhere we go, Jesus is there. Everything that comes out of our mouth will bring forth life. Not, conduct, not condemnation, life. Now, what do we condemn? Not people. We, can, we condemn the sinful nature, the, the actions of sin, the attitudes of sin. That is what we condemn. We don't, we don't never condemn anybody. That's why when you hear people say, go to hell, excuse me, that's, that's, that's very powerful what somebody says. You, you don't tell nobody to go to hell. I don't care how, how ugly that individual it is because hell is worse than that ugly. Hell was never meant for that individual. Hell was meant for the devil. The reason why people are in hell is not because of God, because God is love. People are in hell because they disobeyed God. They refused the love of God, which is Jesus. That's the reason why people go to hell. It's not because God sent them there. God don't send nobody to hell. We send ourselves to hell through our obedience, our disobedience. Excuse me. Guess whose birthday is today? See, that's something that has meaning. Why? Because she's a child of God. Yeah, I, I, I did once again. I, I popped her. <laughs> oh, I got to stop that. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it. Thank you. Thanks, Jerome. You took my praise. <laughs> But hey, <laughs> I lost my track. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we praise God. Why, why do we praise God? Why? Because our praise has meaning. We have praise. Our praise has meaning. Your praise has meaning. And the world needs to hear the church praise God. The world does not need to see or hear the, the, the church like them. Now, you will stand out. You will be exposed. You, you're, when you praise God, you're going to expose yourself. Why? Because you're, you're praising a God that's alive. And where there's a God that's alive, God reveals. God reveals himself. God reveals who he is when his people called by his name lift up their holy hands and begin to praise him. Things happen. Every time children of Israel praise God, something happened. The book of Psalms is a collection of songs filled with praise to God. That's why we love reading Psalms. Anybody, you go open up the Bible, you can pick up something. I don't care where it is in Psalms, you can find something you like. Why? Because it's a collection of songs. Every one of us loves songs. You're, you're humming a tune somewhere or you're listening to something. Among them is Psalms chapter 9, 
verse 1 and 2, which sings, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. You can see the song of David. David was a singer, man. He loved to sing. He loved to magnify his God. He didn't care where he was. He would sing about God. And if, and if, and if, there, if there wasn't an opportunity to sing, he would bring forth the song. No matter how ugly it may have been in his life, he would not allow that ugly steal his praise. And we as the church have to understand the importance of our praise. Why? Because there is things out there that will do everything it can to keep you from praising God. They want, them, they want to be praised. The very thing that's keeping you wants to be praised. Why? Because if you praise the difficulties in your life, if you praise the sickness, the wickedness, or whatever it may be, and it's outside of God, it, all it does is it doesn't grow smaller. It just magnifies itself. Not only will it affect you, but it will affect all around you. Because that is exactly what the devil wants. That is the only way the devil can get his power, is how you praise him. That's how the devil gets power, is how you praise him. What do you mean by that? In other words, you talk about it, you dwell on it, you focus on it, you begin to share it. Oh man, I'm sick. Oh, man, I'm sick. I don't feel good. Somebody over there heard you. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, somebody. You heard somebody. Why? Because bad, ugly travels. But when you hear somebody like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. What's wrong with you? When it should be the opposite, that should be. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I got a fellow brother. I got a brother and sister over there that I can agree with because I can't agree with none of their old sick people. Amen. Come on. Psalms 18 verse 3 says, God is worthy of praise. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Hallelujah. Say, praising my God. No, I'm going to be saved from my enemies. I'm going to praise him. Yeah. Now, if you go back to Psalms 150. Psalm 150 offers a strong focus on praise. Using the term, term 13 times in six verses. The first verse provides the where. The where. Where we praise. Where do we praise? Everywhere. Amen. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. You praise God everywhere. I don't care if it's quiet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the secret place. You, what are you doing? You are muttering words. You, you are praising God. You are taking the scriptures that you have read, studied, prayed, spoken over, sowed into your life. You are Constantly keeping the word before you. And if you keep the word before you, it's going to come forth as a praise to God. I don't care where you are. You young people, you're in your own Zoom. I dare you. I double dog dare you. I triple dog dare you. When you're in class and you're in the Zoom, I want you in the midst of everything to say, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, I'm going to pass today. 
Say it out there. Stir it up. Chain message you talk about. That teacher ain't going to know what to do. What are you doing? You are changing the out. Oh, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. But if you're going to get in trouble, get in trouble for Jesus. Be bold. I'm sorry. I'm going, I'm, I'm mad. I, oh, oh, man. I'm, there's a reason why I already graduated because there is no way in the world. If I had to go through Zoom, I'd still be in the fifth grade. <laughs> because I'm like, you're asking me to sit in a chair? And you're asking me not to talk? And I see face to face all the other, all my other friends? Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I know me. We laugh. We won't do it, but the world will. The world will. The world will show itself because the world, you know why? Because the world right now feels like they have the green light. And they're going to they're gonna shout. They're going to scream. They're going to yell. They're going to do this. Now, now. Understand me. I was like, oh, Pastor Thad, you're asking them to be disturbed. They're disturbed at what the class is going on. There's a time for everything. Okay? Use wisdom. But don't, if you feel the unction. Let's put it that way. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. If you feel the unction, my brother. Because I know he'll do it. Come on, Philip. If you feel the unction. I'm there when you're at work. I don't know how people work in cubicles. I couldn't work. I'd be talking to everybody. That's just my nature. I got to talk. I have to talk. I have to talk to people. I cannot be quiet. Oh, you know you want to do it. Oh, boy. You know, the, the Catholic schools, they accept that. Okay? Just, just feel, I felt the unction of the Holy Ghost. They'll, they'll love it. They'll love it. They'll love it. And tell them you saw a vision. Uh, love it. They'll love it. But 13 times in six verses, it shows the importance of why we should praise God. And the first one is where? Everywhere. We praise God everywhere. We praise God everywhere. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. The next verse teaches us the why to praise the Lord. The why. The where. The why. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. The why. Why are you praising God? Because he's great. There is no other greater than him. It's the why. Verses 3 through 6 notes the how to praise the Lord. With a variety of instruments, dance, and everything that has breath. Every means we have to make sound to be used to praise the Lord. Because God is the God of our of purpose, plan, and expectation. So we see in Psalms 115, we see the where, the why, and the how. That is your your purpose, plan, and expectation every day of your life is where, the why, and the how you're going to praise God. The where, the how, and the why you're going to praise God. If you start having that attitude, okay, okay, God, where do you want me to praise you? How do you want me to praise you? When? The why. I say, why? Why am I doing this? Why? What is your purpose today? 
So you need to ask God again. And when you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, the door will be open to you. Instead of asking the where, the why, the how, is when all this is going to end. God, when's it going to end? It already ended. It, on the, it ended on the cross. It already ended. So you're not going to hear, you're not going to hear from God, when's it going to end? It's already ended. No matter what is going on in the world, that, that does not stop us to where, the why, and the how. We're going to praise God. We're going to praise God no matter what. Amen. If the last thing the world's going to hear me is going to hear, it's going to hear Jesus saves. That's what they're going to hear. They're going to hear Jesus saves. They ain't going to hear, I'm sick. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? Why, Lord? Why have you forsaken? No, 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 no. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Because the devil ain't going to get nothing. See, you got to know the where, the why, and the how. You got to know, okay, God, where do you want me to praise him? Why? Well, okay, God, you show me the where. Now, why do you want me to do this? Who is this, who is this going to influence? Who, where, who, why? Lord, why? Why at this particular time? Okay, God, I know the where, I know the why. Now, God, show me how. Oh, when you ask God to show you how. Man, the Holy Spirit's licking his child. All right, are you ready? This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. You got to throw your whole self into it. You're just going to say, no. You got to project. Project means you're going to be seen. Ooh, oh, I don't want nobody to see me. I don't want nobody to see me. Well, you're in the wrong business. Because church is a business. What are we in the business for? Saving. To save means you've got to be exposed. So if you're like, oh, I don't want nobody to notice me. Well, you're in, you're, why are you saved? Because Christians don't hide. I say that again. Christians don't hide. I say that again on the internet. Christians don't hide because I've got to get this all over the world because Christians are hiding right now because of what's going on. Because they forgot the where, the why, and the how of praising God. But not Abundant Living Ministries. Because we know the where, the why, and the how. And we're going to be exposed. We're going to expose ourselves. And we want people to know, hey, this is why I praise God. Let me show you the evidence. Let me show you the evidence of who my God is. We praise him. We prophetically respecting, invoking scriptural evidence through his purpose, plan, and expectation. Jesus saved us, healed us, restored us, and the Holy Ghost transformed us. And we are the evidence of that. There is always a why, a how, and an end result with God. There's always a why and a how. There is always going to be where, where God is going to take us, where he wants us to go. Everybody wants to go to the Riviera. Everybody wants to go to the Ritz-Carlton. Come on. Be honest. You don't, you're like, oh, or nobody wants to go to the Motel 6. We don't want to go to Motel 6. This ain't the Ritz-Carlton. I'm a prosperous man. I believe in prosperity. I believe in this. Oh, but God's telling you to go to the Hotel 
Motel 6. Motel 6 is not where the Ritz Carlton. You don't get to have the Ritz Carlton or the Breakers or, you know, all the, all the other fancy hotels. Trump's Hotel. Everybody wants to stay in Trump's Plaza. Yeah. If I'm going to New York, I'm staying at the Trump Tower. Not Trump. Oh, have you ever seen those rooms? Mm-hmm. I've seen their rooms. Those rooms ain't cheap. Those, those rooms start at 500 a night. That's the cheap room. That ain't the big room. That's just a small room. Everybody wants to stay in a plush bed and like that instead of looking at me. Hey, well, this bed has bed bugs. <laughs> I get, my skin, my flesh has been redeemed. My flesh cannot sleep on a bed of bed bugs, a hard mattress, hard as a rock. Come on, Motel 6. We leave the light on. Is that Motel 6 or is that Motel 8? Motel 6, thank you. So you know about Motel 6, <laughs> But what I'm saying is, all of us want to go to the Ritz Carlton. All of us want to stay in the fancy place. God, where do you want me to send me? Where do you want me to start praising you? See, all of us want to be, and listen to me, there will be times where God will send you to the Ritz Carlton, Brother Jerome, and there's nothing wrong with that. Listen to me, there's nothing wrong with the Ritz Carlton. Pastor Dad and Pastor Francis, and yes, Pastor Diane, has stayed at the Ritz Carlton. I've been to both of them in Miami Beach. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's also not a problem if God tells me, son, daughter, you're not staying at the Ritz Carlton, you're going to the Motel 6. Why, God? Because this is where I want you to be for this season and time. And you got to learn how to praise me in the Motel 6. Everybody knows how to praise God in the Ritz-Carlton. Oh, I got that nice Trump logo, the Trump logo with the, with the robe, and you walk around with the slippers. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got the slippers. You got the robe. And you wear it. Don't take it home, because you take it home, you're going to pay. <laughs> Oh, you go downstairs and you eat at the restaurant. Everybody likes that. Nobody wants to go to a vending machine and eat a Twinkie. Come on. What's for dinner? Twinkies. Come on. We got to listen to me. And we're going to get into this in the next couple of days where I'm going to show you how David had to learn how to praise in the good and the bad. In the good and the bad. That's why he had an attitude of praise. That's the reason why he was the apple of God's eye, because he praised him in the good and the bad. See, you got to learn how to praise him. And God, God loves you. Well, God, you don't love me. I must have sinned because I'm staying at the hotel, Motel 6. It's not because you didn't sin. It's, it's where God wants to send you. And as the church, we have to be willing to praise him no matter where it's at. No matter where it's at. Because souls are souls. Souls are souls. People need to be transformed through the power of your testimony. And there's a season and time where you're going to go to where the people are around Motel 6. And there's going to be a time. Listen to me. We think, oh, Motel 6. Oh, that's terrible. It's amazing how we can identify more with the people of Motel 6 than the people that hang out in the Ritz-Carlton. 
Because how are you going to share the gospel with someone who, who drives a Bentley, who lives on Star Island, who has a jet, has a yacht, and tell them, you're going to hell if you don't have Jesus. All that rich, all that material things, you can't take it with you. See, when you have somebody who's die, die, is down and out, don't have nothing, it's a lot easier to share the gospel to them. But when you go and share the gospel with somebody who has everything, they can go at anywhere they want, all they have to do is pull out that black Amex, you know what I'm talking about, that has a, a, a has, you could go buy anything, go anywhere. Well, trust me, there's people that have them. I've seen them. And it's not all movie stars. Then you're going to tell them, say, hey, you need to get saved. Saved from what? Saved from your, life, from your life of sin. You may have all these things, but you can't take it with you. So you've got to know how to be able to praise God in any situation. And that is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because you're going to be dealing with the Motel 6 people, and you're going to be dealing with the Rick Scarlton people. And you've got to know how to mingle with both. And your praise to God in the where, in the where, the why, and the how is going to open the doors for you. You're going to be happy no matter where God sends you. Okay, God, today's the day. Guess what? I'm going to get as many people saved today because this is where you're taking me. That's not the final destination. You're there for a season and time. And you're going to praise God. You're going to praise God. You're going to praise God. And we, the Abundant Living Ministries, has to have this attitude. So let's all pack it up and let's go down to Dania at the Motel 6 off of Dania Beach Boulevard because I know where it is. There's a trailer park out there because I used to live across the street. Oh, yeah. Pastor Thad, Bishop, and Pastor Diane lived across from a Motel 6 back in the 80s. And it's still there. The place that I live is still there. Matter of fact, I was, I don't know why, I was I dreamt I dreamt about it this afternoon. Don't know why. Honey, we're going to Motel 6. The light is on. That's okay, because there's crabs. You like catching crabs, man. There's all those crabs out there. She loves crab. Hey, I got food. Brother Jeff knows what I'm talking about. Jeff, you see, Brother Jeff, the guy, he knows Dania. Hey, man, it's got some good food over there. There's more than just Jackson's. Oh, everybody can go to Jackson's. Oh, we're going to Jackson's to witness. No, no, you're going to Motel 6. You're going to, yeah, you're going to Daniel Highlight. Oh, you know about Daniel Highlight, too. Wow. Jose, man, where have you been taking your wife? <laughs> is that before, is that before salvation or after salvation? <laughs> but listen to me. We're laughing, we're playing, but I'm being serious right here because God has called us with a holy call, not according to our works, but according to his, his purpose and grace, according to him. And God is sending us out. We have to be ready to go. And we got to be happy, happy, happy where God sends us. And we're going to praise him. 
we're going to be happy there. Why? Because it's, it's for that season and time where God wants us to be because God sees that area of where he's sending you needs to be saved, needs to be healed, needs to be restored, needs to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God is using us, abundant living ministries, not according to your works, but according to his purpose and grace. And we cannot let what is going on in the world steal our praise. Because we have the why and we have the how in doing it. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just take the next 30 seconds and just praise him. Just give God praise because you're saved. You've been saved. You've been healed. You've been restored. You've been transformed. By the power of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, we thank you, we thank you. God, you are so good. God, you're so good. And, you, and you've, given us, you've given us breath to praise you, oh God. And you said, let everything that have been praised you, and God, and we're taking every breath that we have, and we're lifting up the name of Jesus, because he is our strong tower. He is our king. He is our king. He is our Lord. He is our everything. And we say, thank you, Father, for giving us the best. You've given us the best. And I thank you, God, that we will praise you. We thank you that we're not, we're not, we're, we haven't been left behind, God. But God, we, we, we have the Holy Spirit right here. That we're not alone. We're not alone. We're, we're, not, we're not just walking around lonely, God. God, we have the Holy Spirit. And we say thank you and we praise you for the Holy Spirit. Put the words in our mouth, Holy Spirit as promised to us by Jesus Christ. Put the words in our mouth. Show us how to praise. Show us where, the how. Open our eyes and see why you have placed us there, God. Oh, I thank you, Father. We'll praise you, God. We'll praise you. We'll praise you. Because you are worthy of praise. You're worthy. I thank you, Lord, that we will have this attitude everywhere we go, Lord. And if you're here tonight, before we go any farther, before we take communion, if something has stolen your praise, I want you to call on Jesus right now. If something out there has stolen your praise, whatever it maybe is, spiritually, physically, financially, it has stolen your praise, I want you to call on Jesus right now because he's, he is, he's the author and the finisher of your faith. Jesus, right there. You need to call on Jesus. Whatever it is out there that has stolen your praise. Why? Because the devil doesn't want you to praise God. He wants you to praise the very thing that's keeping you from praising God. And you cannot do that. you got to come out of that. So whatever it is that's stolen your praise, I want you to call on Jesus right where you're at, right where where you're at. I want you to call it because if you call on him, he'll answer you. He'll answer you. He'll save you. He'll heal you. He'll restore you back to the Father. He will, he will transform you. He will transform you out of that, out of that ungodliness, out of that darkness, out of that situation, out of that circumstance, and he will transform you through the power of the Holy Spirit to an attitude of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I want you to have all the benefits of heaven. 
I want you to have all the benefits of heaven on this earth. You can. It's through your praise. Your praise opens the door. Your praise sets the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father Lord, for victory. I thank you, Lord, for the evidence of it right now in the name of Jesus. That whatever we went through, has, we have been delivered in Jesus' name. We have been delivered. We have been transformed. I thank you, Lord, for the evidence of it right now in the name of Jesus. Those that are watching by internet, if you have gone through something and it has stolen your praise, call on Jesus right now. Call on Jesus. Call on Jesus. Call on him. And don't stop till he answers. Be like that blind Bartimaeus. He called on Jesus. He called on Jesus. He, he told him to shut up, but he got louder and louder and louder and louder and to the point where Jesus stopped and he says, what do you want? He says, I want to be healed. I want to see. Oh, God, how many of you want to see? I want to see. I want to see the miracle working power of God. Just call on Jesus. Call on Jesus. Call on Jesus. Call on Jesus. Whatever it is, just throw it off. He threw off his coat before he came to Jesus. He threw it off. Throw those rags off. Give us eyes to see, Holy Spirit. Give us eyes to see. Give us eyes to see the miracle working power of God. Hallelujah. Give them eyes to seize those that are watching my internet. Your miracle working power of God. In Jesus' name.